0: Welcome back to the Balance Bully Podcast for ambitious women in business and a few brave men. I'm your host, Nikita Rinthigpin Always thrilled to be in the space with you. Well, depending on when you are hearing this, we are airing it for Time Management Month, which happens to be February. <gasps> Can you believe we're already in February? And again, you might be hearing this in July, but it's okay because it's important and it is relevant. It is so relevant and so important that I had to bring back this beautiful, brilliant soul, Emily Perrin, because she is phenomenal. For those of you who have been, you know, loyal listeners, go back to July of 2022 and you will hear a great interview with her where we dig into aligning yourself with your zone of genius so you can hire and retain the right people in your business. And if you happen to be a career professional, it's also relevant to you, especially if you have any hiring authority or practices relevant to your career. So make sure you check that out. But we had such a great conversation on air and off air. And in the Live Fully episode that we do specifically for LinkedIn and Twitter live stream, that was back in October of 2022. That I was like, Em, look, I shortened her name and everything. Em, I need you to come back. We got to do this again. We got to go deeper. She has so many great projects coming up, some of which, if you've been following Emily, she's also sharing on her blog and on Instagram. But I was like, I have to have you and your attention and your beautiful, brilliant brain with me on the BBP. So, welcome back Emily. How are you today? Thank you,
1: Nikita. I'm doing great and I'm just absolutely <laughs> thrilled and honored to be back with you. I just any any time with you is just such such a blessing. So, thank you.
0: Oh, thank you. You have been doing some phenomenal work. Like your your brain is beautiful as we know and you have a wide skill set. But your zone, pun intended here, is the zone of genius work that you're helping other humans with to align themselves, to understand it, to kind of escape the noise of the other good gifts that they have, but aren't necessarily in their zone. Share with everyone a little bit of what you've been up to the last, you know, six or so months since we've had you on the BBP.
1: Yeah. So more and more, I mean, my work is still anchored in helping people hire, of course, like finding those phenomenal freelancers, high-performing people to work in their businesses. And on the side, I've been doing more and more work around finding your zone of genius and then also complementing that. So Once you're in your zone of genius, then how do we really stay and operate within that? And so that's where I've started to explore more in terms of goal setting, and and this is actually work I've been doing in my own life for about the last ten to thirty years. And so, (laughs) uh, (laughs) uh, you know, I really bring almost my lifetime of work into it. But I've started to share more about this side, right? Like how I'm using my own zone of genius in. like in practice.
0: Yeah, no, it makes sense, especially considering there's a lot of analytical creatives, as you know, who listen to this show and they wear various different hats as visionary, entrepreneur, executive leader, you know, everything in between. And often when you are an ambitious soul or a brave man who's also ambitious and listening to the episode, When you've come from a space of really having to prove yourself, you've sharpened a lot of tools in your skill tool set. And sometimes it can be overwhelming, like it's you know helpful to know that you have all these tools, but it can be overwhelming when you're trying to zone in on what is the thing that you would do for breakfast, lunch, and dinner and almost never get tired of it outside of those natural kind of fuel breaks that we need. When you're working with people in the work that you do, and I know you're, you're, you're using your zone of genius to help them with it. What's one of the biggest issues that come up around them creating a space for themselves to figure out their zone of genius?
1: Yeah, I think. One of the things is, I think it's just hard, I, like you say, it's just hard to create space for it. I think that is one of the yeah. big blocks is just making time and time and space for it. And I think with Zone of Genius, it's such a unique experience. You know, there there are some tests out there. There are people that have, you know, supposedly archetypes. You know, they'll mm-hmm. say like, oh, you're one of these ten different things, like a builder or an artist, or and and that's all fine. That's all fine, right? But I think yeah. Zone of Genius is so much more personal and unique than that. And I think it really takes uh, just regular interaction with it on a daily, weekly basis to kind of hone in. It just, it takes some experimentation because I think once you even come up with one, like for a long time, I thought hiring was my zone of genius.
0: And then Mm. more and more I
1: realized like, no, as I experimented with that, I realized there were things, there was a zone of genius under the hiring piece. So, so yes, I do love hiring. I love recruiting. I love helping people with hiring. I still really love it, but it's because it taps into creativity and building relationships for me because I'm creating and I'm building relationships. Like that's, that's where like the inner drive comes from. But then our, yeah. our world says the externals, right? Our world is all looking mm-hmm. at the externals of what you do. And I think that's too where I got caught up in hiring as my zone of genius. Cause like, that's, that's more of the what, right? Mm-hmm. That was more what I was doing. And I thought like, I likened that to zone of genius because it does light me up. It does fuel me. I am very passionate about hiring freelancers well and, um, you know, just doing the hiring process well. Uh, but it, it's it's because it was like there were these deeper roots into it that I wouldn't have been able to tap into if I hadn't been continuing to experiment and reflect on on my life. And it really came down to the mix, right? How much mm-hmm. time I was spending hiring versus other things and why was I, you know, exploring why I was enjoying elements of it yeah. so much.
0: No, I get that. Like you, you kind of reversed engineered it and walked backwards from – The way you are executing your zone of genius, which was through the the hiring practices and, you know, skill set that you were utilizing that tool for and then Mm -hmm. walk backwards to like what's underneath of it that Mm -hmm. really is lighting me up to make me so daggone good at, you know, the hiring portion of it, which makes complete sense on every level. When you were doing your own zone of genius work, including, you know, some of the projects that you're working on, like writing your book, did Mm -hmm. you find that because you light up when you're in flow, it was hard for yourself to like set, you know, time, like time management goals, you know, for yourself and you didn't get lost in like working for 12 hours and forgetting to pee? You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) how did you allocate that time in a really healthy way, <laughs> yeah that's, that's <laughs> for yourself a great,
1: that's a great question i I guess i yeah, I need to think about that that is that is a really good question because I think I don't know that I hold myself up as a very good example of that because I because okay. I want to be in the flow, right. The the flow equals zone of genius to me. So the more time I spend in my zone of genius, the more productive I am. It is unbelievable Mm -hmm. like how much I can do, even in an hour or two. So I tend not to get lost for 12 hours. I'll get lost for (laughs) one to two. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's usually in the morning. And I'm just shocked. I, there are times I look up and it's 11 o'clock and then I look up again and it's 1109 and I feel like I have done four hours of work, but mm. only nine minutes have passed. And so there's just this like almost suspension of time, which I, I think you're familiar too with the flow concept that we have been saying, um, uh, yes. uh, from positive psychology in particular has studied that pretty significantly. So. But I I think that's what zone of genius is. I think that's what it's really tapping into. And, and then that's where the productivity comes from. And it's so much gentler. It's not so harsh and hard. And it's not necessarily about getting a certain amount done. I've kind of let go of those kind of. They were so arbitrary, right? They were just arbitrary yeah. milestones, anyway. That I was setting for myself when I was like, "I have to have this much done by six p.m. on Tuesday," right? Like, I, <laughs> so I just stopped doing. That. Like, I just stopped planning. I, I'm more of a yeah. pathfinder now. I am not a planner, and I I was a planner,
0: very <laughs> yeah, much. So. If you're a reformed planner, like I'm a reformed <laughs> perfectionist. No, yes, I exactly. I totally receive that. And to you, uh, uh, off camera, off line conversation we were having about goals and you've done extensive research around goals and like the the background of where it comes from and why it doesn't work as well for people like us that are like analytical creatives and really vibe in that zone and that's where we want to play and create our paths to to use your your words do you want to share like some of the information that you were coming across of like why traditional goal setting Activities don't necessarily work for analytical creatives.
1: Yeah, I think one of the things I really found in the research for my book on goal setting that I'm that I'm working on is that I, as I was looking at the academic research, it felt shocking to me that really there's three areas that fund, especially in the United States, that fund the academic research. And it's large corporations, education settings and athletic performance. And that's great, right? I don't think there's anything bad or wrong about any of that, right? Like businesses, they can fund whatever research they want. Should we be understanding how kids and adults learn? Absolutely, right? And at the same time, what has happened here in our culture in the U.S. is it has, it's basically we just use all of that research then to set goals for literally everyone else. But if you weren't represented in that research, it doesn't apply to you. And and I feel like that's the conversation we're not having and we're just not having it, right? So I felt Mm -hmm. like- I don't know. It felt mind blowing to me. And I've just been telling everyone about it. (laughs) I'm like, wait, did you know this? Like all these like big goal things and uh, stuff that says like moderately challenging is one of my favorite words used in research. Cause I'm like, it's gotta be, you know, so challenging, but it actually Mm -hmm. doesn't. I mean, if easy goals work for you, if simple, easy goals are better for you, then, then you should be chasing those. Like, don't worry about the research. Don't worry about what everyone else is doing because They weren't studying you. They weren't studying creatives. They weren't studying. I mean, they weren't even really studying analytical people or analytical creatives or freelancers Mm -hmm. or solopreneurs or, you know, small business owners. They weren't. They were studying employees. Like how do we get more performance and productivity out of employees? And so that isn't your jam. And even for people who are employed, I mean, it doesn't apply to your personal development or your career development or you as an individual. Again, it's like what's best for the company.
0: Right. Like we keep trying to take these blanket understandings of how to do a thing and apply it to every area of our lives. Um, I, I heard you really clearly on that, especially in the the reality that there are people who want those quick wins and they they get their dopamine hit from them and that makes them go further faster and more intensely with more desire to create bigger things. They don't have to necessarily have these audacious or as the books say, moderately challenging, <laughs> you know, goals. If they're like, no, I need quick wins to keep me interested. Um, especially for a lot of neurodivergent people. Cause that's a whole different conversation. <laughs> but mm-hmm. when your brain, literally thinks different because different parts of it are activated and alerted when it's excited, you should lean into it instead of trying to fit into someone else's box. So Mm -hmm. I appreciate the work that you're doing and why you're doing it because there's a lot of people who could be creating deeper imprints in the world if they connect it to their zone of genius and allow themselves that time to do it, creating that spaciousness with those smaller goals that are creatively designed for them, which I think is the like larger aspect of what you have been sharing on and offline. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I love it. So I have to ask you before we go when, you know, normally I ask, how do you give yourself permission to pause? But we already asked you that last fall, last summer when we were chatting online. So now I'm curious, you're writing this book, you're a pathfinder, you're not necessarily planning to have a specific milestone done by 6pm on a Tuesday, (laughs) like that kind of thing. And you're, you know, enjoying being in the flow. So when you are, let's say you had multiple, multiple weeks of being in the flow, everything is juicy and good. And you find that you're slowing down. You're kind of coming up against some version of writer's block or some kind of wall that's happening for you. What do you do to refuel and kind of recalibrate yourself from there?
1: Oh, I love, I love this question. Thank you. Um, because honestly, I go do something else. Like, I think it's the best shift we can make. And I know Albert Einstein was big on this. Like when he would be stuck on a project or a problem, he was like also very creative. And so he, I believe he played the violin, maybe the viola. Anyway, he would play music. So I play piano, I quilt, I knit, I just spend time with my son. I go for a walk. I just go do something else. like Just to use a different part of my brain to kind of shake it out. Uh, the gym is also a popular destination for me. I take, I love HIT workouts, the high intensity mm-hmm. interval training. I, mm-hmm. it's just like, I move all the energy through me and then it's just like, oh, here's, yeah. here's the next thing, Emily. Like, here's the next few paragraphs.
0: So. No, I love it. It, it, un, it takes you out of that bottleneck position where you got stuck. It unjams you. <clears throat> When you, as I call it, you sparkle. You sweat so much that you sparkle. So I, I'm with you I on sparkle. That, one. <laughs> that is awesome. I've not heard of sparkle. Like you do, you sparkle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so That's Emily, great. how can people get in contact with you and find out more about the work that you're doing in the world?
1: Yeah, I think the best place to connect with me is on Instagram. I'm at emily.perron, P-E-R-R-O-N. That's where I'm starting to share more excerpts from the book that I'm working on. I mean, they're rough drafts, but uh, it's been kind of fun to see how people are responding to it and um, the questions they have. So I'm I'm very active in my DMs over there. Uh, I also have the zone of genius workbook is always available to you at emilyparron.com slash Z-O-G. So if you're looking to go deeper into, into like this reflective mode around your zone of genius, I highly recommend you go grab that download
0: as well. Mm, That is awesome. Thank you. And of course, we will make sure that all the links are there. So everyone who's hitting their resolution goals on their Peloton or treadmill or walking the dog, whatever it is that you're doing, you don't have to worry that you're going to miss the information because every single thing will be the bottom of the show notes, including com forward slash Z-O-G for Zone of Genius. we make sure that was there. Thank you so much for taking out more time, for coming back, for diving into great conversation per usual. And for everyone listening, this is completely unscripted. Like all of this is organic conversation to women talking and you get to listen in. So thank you, Emily, again for showing up and being so open and vulnerable and honest as you always are. Thank you, All right, Balance Bully listeners, I am so excited that you stayed and played with us as usual. So I have a favor because I am bold enough to ask, is balance boldly, guys. I would love for you to think about one person that you can share this episode with that you feel could benefit from looking at creating their goals differently. Maybe what they were doing before wasn't working. It's all right, mind your business. You don't have to get into a whole conversation with them. But if you're close enough to know that they could use a little bit of a nudge or a little bit help doing it, just share this episode with them. And the second thing that I'd like you to do that I ask every single week is for you to enjoy the balance of your day. But remember, do it boldly.